0: to Uplifting Impact, it's Deanna Singh here. And I'm so excited because today we have Kevin Clark. Kevin is actually a professor of learning technologies and the founding director of the Center for Digital Media Innovation and Diversity, that's a mouthful, at George Mason University. His research focuses on diversity in children's media and technology and includes a national study that's really looking at the digital lives of African-Americans tweens, teens, and parents. In addition to his academic career, Kevin has an extensive experience, this is so fascinating to me, as a children's media advisor and consultant. He's provided diversity and inclusion, expertise on scripts, on character design, on storylines, animations, on games, and really just helped clients move into a space where they can be more inclusive of the young people that they're hoping to be able to share their content with. Some of the organizations That he's worked with, and this is a very long list, so I'm just going to read a couple of things. Our PBS. Uh, CPB, which is the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the Cartoon Network, Jim Henson's Company, uh, Disney Junior. Oh my gosh, my kids would be so excited to hear about all these places. Facebook, YouTube, Netflix, Amazon, the list goes on and on. One of the things that I found to be really exciting is thinking about the work that you're doing with Amazon's uh, movie adaptation of Ezra Jack's Keats' iconic children's book the snowy day i don't know if you know this but this year i spent a lot of time with the snowy day because kevin my son was actually peter he played peter in a production here by a company called first stage and it was spectacular i think they want to i think i want to say they did about 80 shows yeah, it was super, super fun. So I know that show. Curious to hear what your thoughts are there. And the other really amazing project that, uh, that you're working on right now is working on an animated show based off of the book, I Love My Hair, which is literally one of my favorite books to buy for young girls. Excellent
1: <laughs> So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely.
0: So that is a lot of cool stuff that I just listed off, like a lot of really awesome organizations and really great work. But could you just give us some background? Like how does one get into this space and and do this kind of work?
1: Well, for me, I think the the part of it is I do things that I like. And so as a professor, I do research, uh, as you mentioned, um, on the digital lives of African-American tweens. Uh, But then I started also doing work around um, diversity and inclusion because I would look at, I would read scripts, and I would read those scripts in an effort to design or develop interactive uh, components to, those shows, whether it's a game or as a website. And so oftentimes I would read a script and, and come across something that just didn't feel right. And so um, I would communicate that to my client. And fortunately they were uh, amenable and and they accepted my feedback and we made changes and I just started doing more and more of that. Um, and the thing that drove me to continue to do it was realizing the impact is that mm-hmm. this show is going to be viewed by hundreds of thousands and maybe even millions of kids. And so we need to get it right. That's
0: awesome. So set me through the process of what this looks like. Do you get the script at the very beginning? Are you brought in during post-production? Is there a mix of it? What What's the... There's a mix. There's a mix. Uh
1: sometimes I'm brought in at the very beginning and so for example with um the Ezra Jack Keats The Snowy Day project, they came to me at the beginning and said, We're gonna adapt this book to a movie. Which is so wanted, exciting. I was super <laughs> excited, but I had to contain myself. I had to okay. Go, okay. Sure. Um, let me get back to you. I need to talk to my people, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> they wanted to make sure that they did it right. Everybody knows about the book. The book um, was a, a huge success um, and they wanted to update it, but at the same time, keep the things that made that book so endearing and so on that particular project i had a chance to work with character design the uh the script even though the book was already written but there were you know there was a script created uh the music boys to men did the music on this oh wow which was like you know how can you ask me to to comment on that (laughs) i mean you know um So on that project, uh, I was able to work from beginning to to end. Other projects, they'll bring me in when there's an issue, to be Mm -hmm. totally honest. They'll say, look, you know, we don't feel right about this or or we have some concerns about this depiction or about this storyline. Can you help us um, either figure out how to fix it? or figure out how to come up with a new approach. And so I go into all of my my work with my clients with the mindset of how do we make this work? I don't go in there and say, this is wrong and you're bad and this is awful because that's not helpful. They hire me because they want to make a show or they want to create media. And so my job is to work with them in a way that gets us to that end goal. So, So
0: I, I mean, this, what you're doing is so critically important. I have to share a quick little story of my own here. I, you know, wrote a book called Cloth Crown. Very proud of this book. It really comes from my love and appreciation of the men in my life, both the young men and the older men who wear turbans and what that feels like. And it's the story of a little boy who, you know, gets teased at school and he wants to cut his hair because he wants to not have to wear his turban. And, you know, his father tells about his own experience. Anyways, it's this beautiful story and it really is symbolic of many other instances in my own life that I've seen, but I have to tell you, when we were getting ready to kind of launch the book and do the pre-launch of the book, we haven't even done the full launch of it yet. But the pre-launch of the book, literally that same week, another book came out that was featuring uh, turbans, and it was—I mean, people were so upset about this book, and you know, I won't go into the details because I don't want to add to that to that to that fire. But my heart really broke because you could see that the people who were behind it there wasn't any like malintentions it had the same kind of things that i'm talking about right like there was a person who wanted to honor their own upbringing and their love and they connected it in just a way that wasn't received in the way that they were intended and so all of a sudden i'm like hold everything (laughs) Wait a second, we need to talk to Kevin. We need somebody up in here to make sure, right? That even in the best intentions that sometimes you can do things that you're just blinded to. And I, I imagine that that is a lot of what you see in the work that you do.
1: Yeah, and, and you get people um, who just didn't think about it from a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. They say, oh, this is funny or or this would be great or this has been done before and in some instances they don't recognize the historical context of what of what they're proposing they may not recognize the um the timing and timing has a lot to do with it a story that works now may not work 10 years from now or may not have worked five years ago and so i think bringing in a a outside perspective someone Mm -hmm. who can Take a different perspective is always helpful and uh i encourage you know all of my uh people who all of my friends or or potential clients who are are creators to do that show it to somebody else get get another perspective because oftentimes you know, that joke that we think is funny, uh, yeah, it's funny to us, but it may not be funny to everybody else. And particularly when you're talking about children's television, you have to think about it from all angles. And right. sometimes, you know, I walk around the house and I'm uh, thinking of particular storylines and I'll talk about it with my wife and she's like, really? You have to, like, think about it. Is it – you have to go that in-depth? And I'm like, yes, because – a child is going to see this absolutely, and a child will not have someone sitting next to them that can explain it right so what they see on the screen is is what they get and and what they're going to consume and it may impact who they see how they see themselves or it may impact how they see other people so it's really important
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, this whole idea of representation. So, not everybody who's listening to the podcast has a cool job like yours where they get a chance to look, you know, at this from a media perspective. But this idea of representation hits in a lot of different spaces in business, right? So, whether it's in your marketing material, whether it's on your website, whether it's in your training content, are there some of those spaces where you see that the same things that you're doing here translate? over into other into other avenues?
1: Yes, most definitely. Marketing is a really good example. You know, Mm -hmm. oftentimes we see companies or industries that may try and target particular groups or particular audiences. And so they create marketing campaigns. And then sometimes those campaigns are misses because they seem to be uh, stereotypical or focus on stereotypical activities or or aspects of, of a community. And so I think what's important is... As you target populations or, or as you try to uh, include other populations in the, your audience, mm-hmm. uh, for, for lack of a better term, you have to make sure you know the audience. And right. so that's where a lot of creators and, and media uh, companies fall down. They think they know the audience and they say, oh, they're just like and they'll name a person or they'll name a a subgroup and they'll create a whole campaign around that. Mm -hmm. When in actuality, uh, you know, communities of color are very, very different. And so you can't say we're going to target African-Americans. Well, what does that mean? What group are you really talking about? We're gonna target uh, Latinos. Well, what group are you actually trying to target and what aspect of that group are you trying to um, really highlight and make a part of of your campaign? And so I think when we do this work, we have to really help people understand how to be authentic. Mm -hmm. And that word is tossed around a lot, but the reality is that authenticity can be revealed by the target by the target audience. Absolutely. So when you watch a show, <laughs> you know. I mean, I tell people, I, you know, what, you know, one, Here's a, a short uh, um, anecdote. Please. One time, somebody sent me a, a, a script or a, a Bible which which is which is a really detailed description of a show. And they mm-hmm. sent me this this Bible of this kid's show and they said the only thing they said is tell me what you think. That's it. Okay. And so I read it and it is beautiful. I mean the 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 graphics and the story and you know the characters. It is gorgeous. And I write I write back and I said, This is gorgeous. It's beautiful. But I know that no one from this community or target audience was a part of creating this. Mm. And so so they wrote back and they said, that's right. How do you know? And I said, because it just didn't seem authentic. Because wow. yes, you had characters that were shaded different colors. Yeah. And but the characters did not, you know, come across as true. And so I think what we have to understand is that just as when you go out to eat, you go to a restaurant and you can tell the difference between authentic, ethnic (laughs) food and that food that, you know, somebody just kind of thought they could throw together and and say, you know, voila, this is, you know. (laughs) Whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that because people people will figure it out and people will, will see it. See,
0: that's so interesting because this word like being authentic, I think really trips people up, right? Because I think that, and some people will hear it and they feel like you're coming at me from two different ways or you're asking me to do two different things. On the one hand, you want me to have representation. On the other hand, you want me to be authentic. Well, I can't really represent because I don't have that experience, right? And so I think one of the things that that you do is you help with that gap. Because you can say, you want to be authentic. You don't have this experience, but I can help bring it to you, help you see different ways that you can connect it, kind of do that. Now, if people aren't in a position to bring you in, which if you are in a position, bring him in, folks. This is obvious, right? But if you're not, right, and they, they have something that they're doing, maybe it's a smaller project, maybe it's some... What are some of the things that they can use that are like some good test points To help them in that gap between being authentic and maybe showing representation
1: yeah so the the first thing is to try and make sure that there are people of color women involved in the creation or the decision making process right i say it doesn't help you to bring in the only person of color that works in the office and say what do you think when that person is low person on the totem pole and they're trying to keep their job right Absolutely. so they, they're going to love it regardless yes. and so i think involving people of color it, it, in decision making, but also getting different perspectives. And and, and I think showing uh, and getting input from a variety of people so that it's just not the people who are sitting around the table or the people that you know, it's other people, you know, talk to your friends or your family uh, t- just to get a different perspective. Um, if you don't have the resources to go out and hire a consultant or or somebody like me.
0: So I do have another question too. How often do you involve children in your in your process? Because they're the target audience, right? So yes. how often do you involve them in your in your assessments?
1: A lot, a lot, and and particularly depending on the the, the topic area. So my kids were heavily involved when I, <laughs> when I started doing this work. Sure. Um, they probably want to send me a bill now, but. Um, <laughs> But I also, I have a, a, a network of friends and family members that I'll consult with. You know, I, I did a, a a project where I worked on um, an app that dealt with hair. And clearly, I'm not the hair expert. But, you know, I talked I think with, your hair looks wonderful. <laughs> thank you. I talked with my wife. Um, I talked with her hairdresser. I literally talked to her hairdresser and said, look, I need your help in trying to figure out how to get an Afro. And, and it was funny explaining to him that there was an app and they want to figure out how to create an Afro. And he was like, what? But uh-huh. he walked me through the entire process of how to do that. And then with young people, I did some work with uh, Mattel and they wanted to reconceptualize and expand the work that they were doing um, with Barbie. And so I talked to little black girls and, and little girls of color. And I said, yeah. what do you think about Barbie? I would ask them questions and have them tell me what they wanted to see in that product. And so I think it's it's important to make sure their voices are included, which oftentimes they are not. Usually what happens is the people who are working on the team talk to, bring bringing their kids who uh-huh. Are all the same. They go to the same private school. They're in the same socioeconomic uh, status. And so you get the same answers.
0: Right. Well, I love that you bring in children. You know, one of the things that I do is I have the children's book imprint. And so I spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about children and thinking about how they're going to receive things and and all of that. And I tell people this all the time. Like the number one way that I test whether or not I think a story is going to resonate is I ask children right? And it seems like it's such a simple thing. And particularly in retrospect, when you're like, you know, I'll have companies that will say, we're going to start an employee resource group. And I go, great. And they say, we're going to start an employee resource group for women. And I say, excellent. I say, well, who's part of the decision-making process? And they'll say, well, this man and that man and this man, this man and that man. And I think, well, you know what? That's forward thinking of you. But have you talked to any women? And are there any women included in this conversation? And they have this moment like, Oh, right. 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 Because what you might find out is that the solution that you've come up with isn't even something that they're interested in. Exactly. exactly. Right. And I think that sometimes people, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm not even going to go out on a limb. I'm going to speak the truth here. I think sometimes people don't want to ask the question and they don't want, because they don't want the answer. They don't want the answer. Right. Right. Right.
1: And sometimes we think we know the answer. So Mm -hmm. um, another quick anecdote, I was working with a group of elementary school students on on teaching them how to develop educational video games. And I I thought I was being helpful by providing them with a template of a baseball game that I was having them create. And my template included a white picket fence um and a perfectly manicured baseball field and so i show them the template and every kid laughs and they're like who plays baseball on a field that looks like this and i'm thinking my kids right because i live in a perfectly you know middle class neighborhood and they said no we don't play baseball here mm. and they changed it. Chain link fence, added traffic, people making noise. They said, this is where we play baseball. And yeah. so the lesson for me was, even though, you know, I was a person, I'm a person of color, they were children of color. You, I cannot assume that, hey, I know what you want and I know what you need and what your preferences are. You have mm-hmm. to ask people, even within the same, um, ethnic or even within the same groups because we tend to think that oh we'll just ask one person we'll ask a woman and that's the female perspective or we'll ask you know a person of color and that you know we've gotten that covered and no that's not that's not how it works absolutely
0: so it's so i'm so grateful that we had the chance to to chat here today because there's a couple of things i mean every time i talk to you i learn something but the couple of big things you know here is just making sure that when we're thinking about what this looks like we're thinking about representation starting at the beginning not at the end like that seems like it's a really big theme right don't bring people in at the end really start them at the beginning right. making sure that you're inclusive of not just more of the same but right. you're really bringing in you know multiple voices that even when we don't have an expertise there are some simple things that we can right. do which is just being mindful of our decision making mindful of what our process looks like mindful of who gets invited to the table i mean those are all i think critical lessons and one that don't require a tremendous amount of change to the way that we're we're out doing our leadership right now. There are
1: things that we can add on pretty well. Pretty they require us taking different approaches, and so we'll yes. often use use the. Um, the rationale that, hey, I have a budget and I have a time frame and I, so I can't do this. I can't do that. And if you if you take it from the beginning and incorporate it into your planning, your design and your, your budget, <laughs> then you'll be able to do it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm so grateful that we had another chance to chat. I'm so glad that people were able to learn more about you and about your work. But if people want to stay connected, what's the best way to do that, Kevin?
1: The best way is Kevin Clark, PhD on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn
0: fantastic and we'll make sure that we put all that information in the show notes it was lovely to talk to you i can't wait to see the snowy day project where is it at it's out
1: it's out oh it's out it's on amazon prime if you have amazon prime (gasps) it's 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 probably we did it what it's been out for at least two years
0: how did i not know that and And i've been so deeply seeped in this in this world
1: beautiful the animation is gorgeous and the music by boys to men uh it was narrated by lawrence fishburne and regina king it's it's amazing
0: see now i'm gonna go try and tell my children like did you know and they're gonna be like of course we did mom we already (laughs) downloaded the soundtrack here are all the songs so i'm gonna lose more cool points but i'm definitely gonna watch it tonight so thank you I really appreciate it. So glad to chat with you. For those of you who are joining us today on Uplifting Impact, thank you so much for giving us some of your moments of precious time. We're just so grateful to have you here. We're so grateful that you're thinking about leadership and you're thinking about how you can include more of these diversity, equity, and inclusion practices into your work. We're just happy that you joined us and can't wait to be able to be with you. Again, we here at Uplifting Impact believe that if more people are thinking about how they can connect their leadership with the diversity, equity, inclusion, wonderful work that's going on out there like what Kevin is doing, that we can fundamentally change the way that people show up in this world and the way that they're able to prosper and thrive in this world. So let's go out there and do it. Thank you.